0: I was just thinking about you and how that can even be a trigger, the fact that I call you my friend. And for so many of us, this is kind of a one-sided relationship. You know a lot about me, and I may not know a lot about you, unless you leave me an iTunes review, or you send an email, or you leave comments on Instagram. I may not know about you, or, you know, if you're my client, of course I know a lot about you. But I think about this and It is this intimate relationship that we have. You give me the privilege of being in your ear week after week, and maybe for some of you day after day, because let's face it, there's like 650 of these shows in the archives. So there's a lot of content for you to go through. My kids would die if they thought that they had to listen to me that much. <laughs> but anyways, the thing that I always want to create, and whether it's here or in the Aqua Monsters or with my clients, is I always want to create a place where that you know that you belong, where there is somebody that gets you and you're not the only one. And honestly, just yesterday, I had this conversation with a parent on the pool deck. Their son was really anxious about a group change. And, and I went through and I was like, well, of course he's anxious. There's going to be a switch, but he knows that it's the same pool and it's all okay. And then I gave her some stories of other kids that she may or may not know. And she said to me, she's like, Oh, I'm not the only one. Thank goodness. My friend, you really aren't the only one, nor is she. I am talking to people all day long, every day. And it doesn't matter which platform when I go out to speak and I'm speaking, it's the same stuff when I'm coaching with the aqua monsters and the parents, it's the same stuff with my clients. It's the same stuff. We are, have this inner turmoil of what's going on inside. And the thing that's so fascinating is that on the outside, people wouldn't even know that this is going on. It's always the stuff underneath. So you're not the only one that's going through these struggles. We all are. They just may look a little bit different or the situations, the scenarios may be different, but it's all really the same stuff. And again, I call you my friends because we do have this connection and right now it's one-sided. Hopefully we're going to work on changing that. Maybe you're going to, you know, again, maybe you'll sign up for a workshop or be a client or I'll get to know you at some point or you'll come when I'm speaking or anyways, I want to know you. I want to know your story. I love people's stories. I am a story collector. I love them. And that's what has inspired me and helped me grow and change and helped me create the life that I have. So that's why I tell them so often. Okay. So before we go further into the show, I want to talk to you about something that's really important that I don't know if I really talk about it, but we have this great workbook for you. It's free. It's on my website and it's called the Mindset Practice Workbook. It's the most downloadable, but of course it's the, well, it's the only thing outside the podcast that are downloadable, but we're working on that. And this is a really key tool that I use with my clients. I just love this tool and it's awesome. Go download it use this framework to, and this will help you integrate the stuff that we talk about in the show that I've been talking about for years. And so one is there's a section and you can declutter all the noise. We all have this noise. Well, not all of us. There are some people who their brain is really clean. I would love to live in their brain and not in mine. But for those of us that have a lot of chatter, it's a way to declutter the noise in your brain and then to create an awareness of the stories that are causing you the pain and discomfort. And remember, we talk about your stories and we're story making creatures. These are all stories that we tell ourselves over and over. And you may not even be aware of that. You may just think that, oh, this is just the noise and this is just the way it is. So, the awareness section. And then there's a section in there where you deliberately choose what you focus on and what it is that you believe. I'm not talking, this is not positive thinking bullshit where, oh, I'm just going to say this stuff and I'm going to fake it till I make it. I don't even like that. But it's really about telling yourself the truth, having that perspective. So often my clients come to me or my parents come to me with like, when I say parents, I mean the monster parents, but they come to me with like one data point. I'm like, but wait a second, there's a whole bunch of data points. We can't define ourselves or children, our lives by one thing. What can we learn from that? I mean, that's why I coach swimming because, okay, you get DQ'd, It doesn't mean you're a horrible swimmer. What can you learn from that so that you can obtain the goals that you want? So this workbook has the declutter, the awareness, the deliberately choosing, and then what are you committing to? What are the stories that you're committing to? Because most often we're really committing to things not working out, the worst case scenario, dress rehearsing tragedy, how they've wronged you, what they said to you, how dare they thought of you that way. We focus all of our energy on that instead of focusing on what is true. What is it we believe? What is our opinion? What are the opinions of those that matter? So this mindset practice workbook, if you have not downloaded, download it. If you've downloaded it and you've printed it out and you're like, oh, where did it go. (laughs) Now go use it. (laughs) If you need to, maybe you can download it again. I have no idea. That's beyond my capacity, but you must download it. And then for those of you that are like, okay, great, Corinne, I've gotten it, but this just looks like pieces of paper and I don't understand it. I've got you. I'm going to be hosting. I've held some workshops earlier this year and I'll be hosting some more workshops where we'll use that workbook and we'll take it to life. And maybe you need handholding and that's okay. Just own it. It's so funny. I'm using this meal service this past week and it's great because it's, like they just cook it and they deliver it to your door. I've, I've decided that I no longer want to cook. I did it for, what was it? Seven years, six years. I guess this is my latest happening. So I'm like, I'm over it. Done. I want the food. I really, really want what I really, really want is I want Alice from the Brady Bunch. I want somebody who's going to come and take care of me and my home and my food and then go shopping. That's what I really, really want. So I'm working on that. But until then, what I've done this past week, because I knew I was going to have this Pretty intense week without space really to cook food and even go to the grocery store. So I ordered this food delivery service where they cook it and it just comes, and I have to do is heat it up. And here's the thing the instructions are on the container, right? That the sleeve that they put on it. And it's very simple. It's like heat two to three minutes. And I was like freaking the shit out, you guys. It was so funny. I'm like freaking out because I was, what did I have? I had salmon, blackened salmon and there were vegetables. It was like Brussels sprouts and I don't know, maybe sweet potatoes. And I'm like, do I put them both in the frying pan? Do I put one at a time? Do I, I had all this drama. It's like really simple. It was like, put the salmon in for two to three minutes and flip it over for two to three minutes, put the vegetables in. But it said, put everything in. I really wanted somebody to walk me through it. I wanted them to hold my hand. And then I had to like do something with the balsamic vinegar, which I don't think I did right. And I was like, where are the directions? I need more directions than the simple thing. If you download my mindset workbook and you're like, Corinne, I need more handholding. I got you. If you want, this is what I do with my clients. Apply to be a private client. I've got a couple spots remaining for 2019 going into 2020. So you want to get on this bandwagon though in 2019 because things are changing for 2020. So make sure you get that. So hit in the apply. Anyways, I've got you. I understand it. And it's okay. Own your story. Like I just laugh with myself so often. I'm like, of course I'm freaking out. Cause like, how do I, it's like glazing the balsamic, I don't even remember what it was. I had to like heat it up. Can't remember what it's called, but I spent so much time online. I'm like, they've got to have a video. They've got to have something. They had nothing. It was like three sentences on this little sleeve, right? You may look at this workbook and go, Corinne, seriously, I've got something for you. Just Make sure you're signed up in my emails because I'll be announcing that as we get closer. All right. I have a shout out to do. Oh my gosh. So speaking of which, so not only do we have that mindset thing, but my awesome assistant, Haley, she's gone through and really tried to help me organize all the iTunes reviews because I want to make sure that I... Give you a shout out. You took the time to do that. It's been fun. You guys have loved it. The feedback we've gotten is that, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Like you get in the car, you go for a walk, and then all of a sudden you hear your name or your hands, you're like, or you remember the words that you said, and you're like, wait, that was me. So I really want to give back to this community. And for those of you that don't know, like iTunes isn't the easiest thing to work with. It's getting a little bit better. So when you're in different countries, harder to find. And oh my gosh, it's so cool because we have people from the Netherlands and Ireland. And you know I've always known we've had a strong Australian base or New Zealand base or Canadian base, but it's been so cool to read these. So she has it organized. So I'm going to be working on really being deliberate about getting our shout outs out to you all because it's fun. And with that one, we've got Arit from Toronto and Arit says, I'm a fairly new listener, but I feel like I've benefited so much from listening to Corinne. Each podcast is unique, yet they are all interrelated. Hearing the themes over and over again in different scenarios really helps to integrate them. The other day, I was starting to feel really down and I heard Corinne's voice in my head saying, do you want to feel good or do you want to just have a pity party? It helped. I will keep listening and recommending this. I just love that. Somebody else had said something like, oh yes, there's not like the soft advice. Like, you know, I'm pretty fierce over here. So anyways, thank you, Arit. It's so awesome that you left a iTunes review. And I'm so grateful that this show helps you. And yes, I do talk about the same things over and over again. But you guys, this is what's always coming up for us. And I can tell you this because I see this with my clients. I see this with my parents. No matter how accomplished you are, no matter what it is that you've achieved, what ladder you've climbed. It's going to come up because at some point there's that voice in the back of your head that's like, really, are you enough? Are you a good enough parent? Are you a good enough spouse? Are you a good enough friend? It just always comes back. And we think once we hit that level of success, we're free from it. But then what happens is that it brings up some of our old stuff as you're becoming. So it's all okay. Okay just deep breaths. And we just keep practicing and practicing. And that's how we get better. Remember, I've been in the sport of swimming since I was eight years old. I was 1980, 1980. So this is 2019, almost 20. Oh my gosh. So is that really almost 40 years? Yes. And there's four strokes in the sport of swimming. Four, you guys. That's it. Four. And I've spent a lifetime either swimming or coaching swimming or teaching swimming, and I keep learning so much. So instead of thinking like we need to go, oh, squirrel, oh, this, what we need to do is really get deeper into the work that we're doing and really go back inside of ourselves and know what our truth is. So with that said, I'm going to talk about today's show, that energy vampire. And I realize if you're listening to this as the show drops, we're pretty close to Halloween but this isn't about Halloween. <laughs> this is about being an energy vampire. And I actually came up with this concept because this was something that I used to do. And sometimes I can still do it from time to time. Cause remember, even when we evolved, we can still go back to our old habits. Like sometimes people, my clients will think, Oh, once I get here, I'll never go back there. Oh, let me tell you, friend. We, we fall down. We still do. Even though when I was a baby and learning how to walk and I don't even remember that, I can still fall. You know, Sometimes it may be because there's a pair of Birkenstocks in the kitchen floor that's not put away and I don't notice that. So I stumble over that, but we still fall. So this idea of being an energy vampire, it is somebody who goes and sucks other people's energies from them because they are not feeling whole. They are not feeling good. And so they go out and their energy from other people. And I used to do this. And the reason that I know about this is that it wasn't like, I oh, I figured it out one day and I stopped. It was at some point I started noticing like, wait a second, I am using other people so that I can feel better. Sometimes it could be a distraction, like so I didn't have to deal with whatever shit was going on in my own life. But often it was like, oh, if I go be with them, I'll feel better. And then who else can I go be with? Who else? Right. And for some people, it's not even just being around other people. You maybe use food to feel better. I used to have this client years ago. She was this really smart vet veterinarian. She would try to get energy in the afternoon. So she'd be tired and drained and she'd get energy from sugar right? And sugar, like, yeah, it gives you a spike, but it drops you down. And I was always confused. I'm like, but why not drink coffee? <laughs> coffee will give you energy, but coffee can be the same thing. Anything that we're doing to get us an inflammatory up, right? So it can be sugar, coffee, drinking alcohol, which really kind of settles down. But maybe that gives you the up to go out and talk to somebody, right? That, is that courage in a cup? Is that what it's called? Or drugs, any right? anytime that we have this hole that we're trying to fill up. And so it can be perceived that when we're trying to get people you know sucking their energy out that now' I'm a healthier person because I don't need those other substances or I'm not a food person, but we're still draining because the other thing is if you're not the energy vampire but you are the one that the vampires are coming after, you know what it's like to have your energy sucked out, right? And I guess that'll be a different show that we'll have to work on about how do you have boundaries around your own energy. But for this show it's about for those of us who suck out the energy of others. So I want to make sure that we you have an understanding of the difference between being an extrovert and an energy vampire. Because Extroverts do get energy from other people and it's not a bad thing. There's never, you know, it's like, it's not like, oh, there's one way and that's all good because, and this is a really important concept to remember, our strengths can become our biggest weaknesses. Okay. Anything that we dial up in excess becomes our weakness. So you can be an extrovert and get energy from others and that's great, but that may not be you being a vampire. And here's how you notice the difference. If you are rooted in love and compassion and you're going out and you're being with people and you're getting their energy and you're bringing, you're being really responsible to the energy you're bringing, like you're bringing love and joy and excitement, whatever it is. Maybe it's calm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's really fantastic energy. And you're really clean about the energy that you bring. You're not being an energy vampire. You're being an extrovert where you get energy from other people. So, that's being rooted in love and compassion. When you're rooted in shame and fear, that's when you're being an energy vampire. When you're like, oh, nobody likes me. I'm not enough. You know, this is my problem. Woe is me. Let me complain. This is when I lived in the swampland of shame and I was really good at inviting people to come to the swampland and sit around the campfire. I guess we pitch a tent build a campfire and they'd sit around and I'd just drain them. I'd sit there and I'd tell them the story after story. It was a really good story fondler and tell them the story over and over of how I've been wronged and how I've been victimized and how it's not fair. And this is my life and woe is me. I mean, can you feel it? Like I'm already feeling the energy drain. They would be so exhausted. They would be like, it was like I was kryptonite and they'd be crawling out of the campfire you know, it's like, okay, they just have to get away, that desperateness. And I'd be clinging to them, like if they leave, what's going to happen? But there'd be another person that would come, <laughs> nice and right for me for the pickings, right? And I would drain them with my energy vampire ways. That's being rooted in shame. That's being rooted in, and shame is that voice of you're not enough. Shame is that voice of, you know, you have to work harder. You have to do more. You have to do it better. That's why the overachieving, overworking, overdoing, you know, or you have to do it perfectly. And perfection's so fascinating because like I've caught myself recently doing things in perfection, like efficiency. I talked about it this summer of being efficient was another way that I was trying to do something perfect. Like be productive, Corinne, don't screw up. Like, oh, this is me trying to do it perfectly, but I just put on a nicer word. Isn't that interesting? So, going back to this concept, when you are rooted in love and compassion, and you're going out to the world and you're getting energy from people. You're also giving energy and you're responsible. It doesn't mean that, you know, you may be going through some hard stuff. Maybe you're dealing with elder parents and their care and how to take care of them best and also taking care of your kids or your family and then, you know, leading your job. You may have stuff issues, but you're also showing up with mostly good energy and you're getting energy from others. And, you know, it's not a direct deposit in withdrawal out, but you are rooted in love and compassion versus when you're in shame and fear. That's when you're an energy vampire. So, here's what to do instead. One is your feelings come from inside of you. I was listening to this audiobook this morning and she kept talking about how our feelings come from these circumstances. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, that's not right. Our feelings come from inside of us. We are story making creatures, that's what our brain does. So, when I can tell you, like when I have this belief, my old limiting belief of I'm a loser. I'm a loser, I'm a loser from loser straight. I can feel the tension in my biceps right now. There's that weighing down that occurs. So when you believe something and you attach to it, you dial up the feeling. So remembering that our feelings come from inside of us. They come from the stories that we believe. And sometimes we're not even deliberately believing them. They've been what's been programmed into us. So what to do instead is take that mindset practice workbook and do it. Be deliberate about how do I want to feel? You get to choose. How do I want to feel? I think about that before, and I learned this a long time ago, probably talked about this on the show. My daughter, who's a sophomore in college, when she was in, I think, sixth grade and she was swimming in a different pool than I coached at. And I started to notice the contrast of when I would go and drop her off, how my energy was in the car. And I was really just like in mom mode and kind of more carefree and stuff. And I didn't notice it so much that time, but it was the next day when I was driving my other daughter to practice and it was a practice I was coaching. My brain was focused. I was getting myself prepared. It was like, okay, I'm preparing myself because I can walk in and there can be any shit show that can be happening. And when I would show up as from that like mom perspective of like, oh, and I wasn't showing up as a leader, and then somebody would say something, I'd be like slammed up against the wall inside my head, really. So I wasn't prepared in that sense. So I noticed that energetically I was showing up differently in terms of how, what I was walking into. So when I was, when my role was, I'm walking in as a leader, I'm walking in as a coach, there was a different feeling state that I was dialing up like, look, I'm empowered. I'm confident. I can figure things out. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, there's nothing I have to worry about. <laughs> it can be totally carefree. And then it's like, wham. So I've learned how to become really deliberate with the energy that I want to feel with the dialing up. It doesn't happen every day, right? Or every moment, 24 seven, but you can dial up the feeling states that you want. And it doesn't mean that you ignore the bad feelings. Like we want to feel all the feelings and honor them and move through them. And that we want that contrast. Like this is not like, Oh, happy, happy, joy, joy, 24, seven. That would be exhausting. And then actually there's a thing called the hedonic treadmill. So you no longer really feel happy. What used to make you feel happy doesn't anymore. So it, the contrast is a beautiful thing. If you dim the dark, you dim the joy as well. Now, one thing that's really important because of course, you will need other people. This doesn't mean like, Oh, don't be an energy vampire. You should go it alone. Remember, we don't even have the word should in our vocabulary. We are hardwired for connection people. Even my introvert people, we are hardwired for connection. Give yourself permission to connect. What people want is connection. I cannot tell you in the last two weeks, this has been my sphere where people have been talking to me constantly you know, about feeling isolated, not being connected, you know, and had the concerns that they have in their life. This is really important. We are not meant to go it alone. So again, there's a difference between being an energy vampire and being connected with people. So you're not meant to do it alone. We are not meant to do it alone. I want you to say it with me right now, out loud. It's okay. Let other people judge you. Don't worry about it. Say it with me. We are not meant to do it alone. Years ago, when I was training to become a life coach and the vision that I had for myself and my life and my professional career was in some ways different than what I have now, because I figured I'll become this life coach and I will no longer run the Aqua Monsters. And here I am still running the Aqua Monsters. But one of the reasons For it is. And I love the community and I love the connection and I love the sport and I love that we're changing lives and we're empowering kids and and families. I love all of that. But the other part is the energy. So, you know, all day long, I'm working with clients and I'm really going deep and partnering with them. And sometimes it can get really heavy. And even though I'm really got a good capacity to hold space for my clients, but one of the things, and this isn't about being an energy vampire, I show up and my days are pretty darn long. I mean, you know, some of these days I don't get off the pool deck until eight or eight 30. And I start pretty early in the morning. Like I think I was up at five forty-five this morning. So my days are long, but when I go in the evenings to the pool, there's just the energy of all the kids. They're excited. You know, they want to tell you about their day, whatever it is. Right. And it's fun and it's fulfilling. And I bring my energy and we just create this upward spiral. So you're not supposed to go it alone and it doesn't mean like I go to them to like withdraw from them so that I can go serve, but I show up and I get more energy. Here's something that's really important. Energy begets energy, right? So if we're coming from a place of love and compassion and we go out, we make these deposits in the world, whether it's with our friends or our family, you know, communities, whatever it is, work, energy begets other energy. So if you're bringing in great energy, There's going to be other great energy that happens. And it also, remember when I talked about earlier about being able to not take on the crappy energy, when you bring that up, when you bring love and compassion, it's actually a really great shield for the crappy energy. So now I want you to test this out for yourself. One is just ask yourself really from this place of compassion, give yourself permission to ask yourself like, okay, am I an energy vampire? yes or no. You don't even have to tell anybody, right? You absolutely don't. I think it's great to own your story, but you don't have to tell anybody. Remember, I'm a former energy vampire. Like I have a lot of recovering, right? Recovering approval whore. I guess I'm a recovering energy vampire. It's all okay. It's all part of my story. It's what got me here. It's the contrast. You know, and remember, I did not know I was one at the time. There wasn't like an article I could read or a book like, oh, energy vampires, here's the six steps. I didn't know about it until I reflected back until I was able to have that compassionate viewpoint and go, Oh, this is what I'm doing because of course I'm an energy vampire. One of my traits is that I'm a runner, not like running, jogging. Like there's a situation I flee, I run, I get out. So it's like when I didn't feel comfortable with my emotions and I didn't, I thought they just happened to me. I didn't know that they were part of the stories that I was creating what I did was I fleed into other people to help lift me back up because I didn't know how to do it. Remember I had that really good swamp land that was very good at dragging people into. So if you are, remember there's no need to judge yourself. This has been your survival technique, my friend. And until you know better, we can't do any better. It's okay. So know you now. And then it's about, practicing, not immediate transformation, right? This is not the bippity boppity boop. And I can't remember, I say it wrong, but it's my way of saying it. So it's about practicing. That's why I call it instead of just the mindset journal, it's a mindset practice journal. It's not a one and done. We want it to be a one and done. I really want, it'd be so great if I could just have all my meals made just once and then be done, but that's not the way it is. And I would not want to eat food that I made a year ago right? It's not one and done. We have to keep showing up and practicing. Create a process where you can check in with yourself and where you notice, where are you rooted? What feeling states, are you in love and compassion or are you rooted in shame? And shame is that voice of you're not enough. And if you don't notice that, like notice, are you overachieving? A lot of my high achieving clients would say, oh, I'm not an overachiever. I'm like, but here's where you're overdoing. Tell me where that is happening. They're overachieving because it's the hustle to say, if I overcompensate, then I'll finally be enough. Then you'll like me. Then I'll be worthy of this promotion, whatever it may be. Then I'll be able to get this business. Stop overdoing, stop perfecting, get into a place of love and compassion and then fill up your energy. So create a process where you check in and know where you're rooted. And the checking in is with your feelings. I have this client. It was so awesome. She's in my enough group from January. And so this is, you know, we've been working together for about um, 10 months, right? When she first came in, it was like, current. I don't feel any feelings. Like I grew up not feeling feelings. I don't feel feelings. I don't know what you're talking about. And it was so great because I was coaching her in the group call the other day and she's telling me her feelings. I was like, look at you. You feel your feelings. And remember back in January when you couldn't feel your feelings? Like how awesome. Yay you, right? So I knew in January when that was an obstacle for her, I knew she was going to learn it. It took her 10 months. It takes time, you guys. Give yourself the space of time. So check in where you're rooted. Remember that shame and self-hatred. Sometimes people don't want to admit that they hate themselves. Okay, self-loathing if that sounds better overachieving, overworking, perfectionism. If you're in that arena, that's when you're going to be able to dial up being an energy vampire. And is that really what you want? If you don't, and you want to be able to be more deliberate about the energy. And again, like Friday nights, I'm pretty dead. There's not a whole lot of energy. So I think about, okay, what do I need at this point in the week so that I can show up for myself, for other people? And it may be really kind of a calm night for me, but check in where you're rooted, dial up love and compassion, enjoy the company of others. And again, my introvert people out there, I do get it that you get energy from going within. And I also know there are people that you want to connect with. And how do I know that? Because I have a lot of clients who are introverts and they still want connection with the right people. They don't need everybody, but with the right people. Okay, so we want to get into to where we rooted, dial up the energy you want, notice your environment. Does it drain you or does it inspire you? One of my clients was so excited. She was recently in Denmark at their company headquarters and she's like, oh my gosh, Karen, the office space was so amazing. It felt so good and she's like thinking about when she goes back to her office in the US of what she can do within that I mean there's the constraints of it is an existing building but what can she do to create more of a space that will inspire her versus drain her. And also so exciting for her. She's remodeling her bathroom after 11 years of wanting to do it. So she's creating these changes for herself. So your environment can have an impact on that. What is the space? Like one of the reasons I make my bed every morning is that that inspires me. It doesn't drain me. I'm not saying you have to make it. I'm just saying this is what works for me. Right. And they can be small steps. Notice what you put into your brain. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is so, so key. This is so, so key. What are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? What audio books are you listening to? What TV shows? What social media? What emails? I remember, gosh, when I had my Blackberry, you know, a long time ago, whenever that was, it was like, Ooh, I got an email. I mean, it's so addictive. I'm important. Somebody cares about me. I have to be so deliberate now like do not check Corinne your phone do not check your phone be with yourself first thing in the morning. you are important. be with yourself. all of that stuff will be there. And I remind myself that over and over because I have to be deliberate about what do I put in my brain. Do I put other people's emergencies into my brain before I've even gotten myself grounded or do I get myself grounded so that I can go and serve the world? So notice. Your environment, what are you surrounding yourself with? Notice what you're putting into your brain because that's gonna affect where you're rooted. Be okay with dialing up your own feelings and also receiving energy from others. You're not supposed to go it alone. There's a difference between being an energy vampire and also getting collective energy from others. I'm not taking when I go the Aqua Monsters but it is really nice to be surrounded in that environment. It's fun. It's, you know, there's hard stuff too. It's not all like a yippee skippy moment. You guys like, let's be real, right? I like that or connecting with friends or going to events or traveling or like, gosh, when I'm by the water, I mean, I guess the pool's the water, but like if I'm by the ocean or by a lake, I just sometimes like to sit there and get that energy as well. So you know you and You can test it out on what are the things that you like. I gave you many examples, but go and practice this and stop being an energy vampire because it doesn't feel good. It's like eating the three bowls of ice cream. It doesn't feel good later on. And then you're in this constant hustle to figure out like, who else's energy can you suck? Not very fun. And then people are like, oh, here she comes. <laughs> Watch out. She's going to drag you into the swamp land of shame. Right? So none of that's fun. So instead of being an energy vampire, really be deliberate about the energy that you create for yourself and the energy that you bring in to your spaces. Okay. So before I go coaching, coaching, coaching. So here's the deal. One of the things that I really help my clients do is this process that we work on is being confident in who you are, being confident, you know, with what you have to offer others, whether it's in your personal life and your professional life. They're both interconnected because the most important relationship is the relationship you have with yourself. And then how does that affect how you show up in your life? Being confident in what going after what you really, really want. So if those are things that you're really interested, I have a couple of coaching opportunities that are open right now, and we can work on that. Go and apply for private coaching to let my team know that you're interested and you're going to submit the application, finish it out. We're going to take a look at it. The link is in the show notes, and then we'll reach out to you. Now, here's the thing. Because I used to do this. I would go to him like, oh, you need to be highly intelligent. That's not me. Don't discount yourself. Show up. Put the stuff there. Don't worry about being judged. Trust me. We've seen it all. I've seen it all. It's fine. Show up and ask for what it is that you want. And then we'll see if we're a good fit. But I do have a couple of those. And this is finishing out for 2019. And then things will be changing for 2020. All right, you guys. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey there. Before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it gonna be there or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials So, go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been so wide awake.